Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. That means it's 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of No Hassle Newsletters, author of these six books, and I'm going to tell you how you can get your hands on them for free, all of them for free. I'll tell you that right at the end of the show. I'm also the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. Can you believe that? 10 years. Wow. This is episode 531, and my special guest today is Brian Winch. Brian, how you doing today? Great. How about yourself, Jim? I'm doing wonderful. Um, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner who wants to grow uh, a more profitable business faster, and especially if you're interested in creating multiple streams of revenue, um, something I'm very good at, then you want to be part of this extraordinary. It's a virtual mastermind led by me, Captain Jim Palmer. Learn more at dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. By the way, my latest um, book is right there for you to see. It is called How Being an Author is an Entrepreneur's Success Advantage. And in this ebook, I detail the exact strategy from when I wrote my first book in 2009, second, third, all the way up. I had a strategy for each one, what was in it, when I launched it, everything coincided with something else. And I reveal that all in this free report. You can get a free copy at getyourbookpublishedfast.com, getyourbookpublishedfast.com. And I'll bring that back up again at the end of the show. Anyway, let me introduce Brian. You're going to find this uh, very inspirational. I bet you're going to go at some point, you're going to go, boy, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Brian Winch, uh, he, he hails to us from Alberta, by the way. He is the creator and author of Clean Lots, America's Simplest Business. Brian grew his simple parking lot litter cleanup service in 1981. Wow, that's 40, that is 42 years ago, if I'm any judge of math. And um, he grew from a side hustle into a six-figure business for the last 40 years. He can teach you how to start and operate a green business based from your home and making money from a service that's almost as easy as going for a walk. Brian, once again, welcome to Dream Business Radio. Thanks, Jim. You know what? It was um, very interesting. So I get pitched a lot. In fact, I had about 100 in the, in the last 60 days. I had 140 people or so apply to be on my podcast, which is weekly. I'm booked now through August. And I saw your information come across. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, huh. I don't know. And then then I said, hey, can we get together? I got to ask you a couple of questions. I'm thinking of having you as a guest. And I was just like, you know, it's you, you don't have to be an Elon Musk to make a living. You, you created a business out of cleaning parking lots. Anyway, so I was very intrigued with your story. And, and I, I uh, appreciate you coming on. You took a very simple idea and you turned it into a business, which is amazing. Give us a little bit more of your background. Um, how you came up with the idea, how you started. And then I'm always interested, Brian, at the beginning of these interviews, if you had any role models for being an entrepreneur, parents, grandparents, 
if anybody showed you the way other than going to college, getting a piece of paper and then getting a W-2 form, you know, <laughs> well, right. anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, my business isn't sexy. It's, it's not glamorous, but you know what? Fortunes are made by those willing to clean up after others, uh, as there the expression go. goes. So, you know, I was, uh, uh, 21 years old back, uh, in 1981, I was working a dead end job, uh, as a shipper receiver. And I realized I'd probably be stuck here the rest of my life. Uh, I didn't, uh, have a college education. I barely graduated high school, didn't have a lot of money. Uh, in the bank or or many skills but uh, so i started looking around what could i do and and uh, i guess the the uh, the best example uh, for me growing up was uh, were my parents uh, my mom and my dad um, they were i guess the original side hustlers except back in the ah. day it was called moonlighting but uh, That's my, right. my dad yes. yeah yeah my uh, or spare time income or whatever the case is but my dad was a caretaker uh, that's mm -hmm. what he did for a full time job uh, but um, he needed to supplement the family income. My wife, my mom stayed home and, and raised my my brothers and I, and so um, uh, he did things like cut grass in the summer, shovel snow in the winter. But he also um, cleared um, or cleaned up litter for a neighborhood parking lot uh, just a couple blocks away from our, our house at the time. And he had taken me along with him a couple of times when I was about twelve or thirteen. Uh, just just to help him out uh, early in the morning before the, the stores opened and before mm -hmm. he went to work, before I had to go to school. And I remember how easy it was to do this. Uh, I couldn't believe he got paid to do this. Uh, um, he had a contract to maintain the property litter-free, so he would go there every morning and walk around the, the sidewalks, the parking lot, the surrounding landscape, and with these simple hand tools, in only a matter of minutes, uh, we, we would clean up the property and uh, and be done. And uh, I thought, wow, that, that, that was a great way to make some extra money. So I, with that memory, um, when I was 21, um, I thought, well, you know, let's see if there's a full-time business in that. Uh, uh, I could turn this into a full-time business. Unfortunately, just before I started in, in the fall, uh, he passed away unexpectedly at the oh. age of 61. Wow, so, that's young. Yeah, and, and so I didn't have his experience. I just had the memory of helping him out, you know, uh, a few years young, uh, earlier when I was a kid. But I pressed on. I was more determined than ever to, to see this through. Did you and take I, over all his accounts, Brian? Or no, he just had the one, and okay. uh, you know. And but I remember he was dealing with a property management company. Mm -hmm. That's that's who our clients are. So um, so anyway, I, I uh, pressed forward, and um, um, within a few weeks, probably six seven weeks, I was making more money cleaning parking lots part time than I was for my full time job. And I uh, I you know I was surprised. That's what I wanted. I wanted to work for myself. So quit my job. And uh, a few more months, um, I scaled the business up to, um, you know, a successful one person, one man operation, which was myself. I was I was just doing over $100,000 a year. Cleaning oh, my gosh. Lot. Now, yeah. I, I got to ask you, I got to interrupt you. So I'm picturing in my head, is this, are you walking around with like one of those sticks with the claws? Are you just bending over with a glove? Or do you have one of those big blowers? Like what's involved and how big are the parking lots? Well, that that's a great question because there's all sorts of different tools for different uses. Um, you know, that little grabber tool is good for reaching inside bushes to, mm. to pull out objects that may be, uh, you know, thorny bushes you don't want to stick your hand into. <laughs> but we use a simple tool um, called uh, a litter licker. Um, 
and it's big enough that you know you can sweep an item as a pizza box into and and service a whole property before you have to empty the contents of it into a dumpster on site okay and so it's just simple hand tools and that tool actually makes the work like i say as easy to do as going for a walk it just takes a few more minutes than it takes to walk the property and bang you're you're off to the next building so um did most of the places have dumpsters or places or did you have to cart the stuff home in big trash bags no, um, every shopping center that we clean has an on-site dumpster or two or three, depending on the, the size of the property. Uh, but yeah, we, we clean everything in any type of commercial property from a strip plaza or like a retail plaza to, uh, uh, you know, office industrial and, you know, and, um, you know, uh, even some standalone uh, properties like grocery stores or, you know, uh, Home Depot's, Lowe's, Walmart, super centers. Um, so yeah, it depends on the size of the property uh, as to, you know, how long it's going to take you to service it. So you grew this business, which is basically cleaning up parking lots of litter to six figures. You're when you're, you're what, 21, 22 years old. That's a hell of a lot of money when you're 22 at, at any at any year right um i mean that's like, that's it, it, that's yeah. almost 20 that's 2100 bucks a month yeah yeah and because there's a demand for it and you know our business model you know we we don't like there's so many other companies out there that might you know might be doing the same service we are uh could be landscape uh contractors could be uh, large cleaning companies but the problem with them is they all uh, offer every service under the moon. And, and uh, I, I have a saying, you know, I'd, I'd rather be seen as the expert, the go-to person than the, the jack of all trades and, and master of none. Yeah. By the way, I think I demonstrated my, why I didn't do well in math. That's 2000 bucks a week, not a month. That's about, it's about eight grand a month. Um, somebody goes 2000 a month. That's nothing to get excited about, but eight grand a month is how many parking lots was that Brian to generate six figures in income? Oh, uh, roughly about 21, 23 um, okay. back then. Uh, you know, right now we have a whole army uh, of people that uh, go around the city cleaning up properties for us. And we, we right now we're building out just over $700,000 a year. And Good that's all we do. God. We don't we do not do, we don't haul junk away. We don't cut grass. We don't clear snow. Uh, we, we're not a janitorial service. Um, all we do is, is clean up litter. Um, you know, outside commercial properties for property management companies. And your company's billing $700,000 a year. Yep. And that's so that, that's wow. roughly about 150 properties. And do you, um, so you're in Alberta, Canada. Do you live in a city? I mean, if you live in, in a town, I'm guessing there's not many parking lots. So do you have to be in like an urban area? Yeah, the, the bigger the city, you know, the, the, you know, the more money you can make, obviously, but you know, my, my city is about 1.3 million. Okay. Um, it wasn't when I started out, I mean, um, you know, when I started out in 81 or the population was probably about a half a million or sorry. Um, uh, yeah, half a million, uh, pretty much around there. So, you know, the city's grown quite a, uh, quite a bit in, in, during those years, but, um, um, you know, at, you know, this, this business works anywhere where, there would be uh, commercial properties and you know some some smaller cities are kind of like a destination or like a, a shopping uh um attraction for you know um you know communities maybe rural communities all you know spread all around it mm -hmm. so if you know if you're going to go into town to a walmart um or a, or a home depot or something like that 
um, you know, smaller cities obviously will work, you know, because there's a need to, you know, to clean those properties. Is there such a thing as competition for you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, okay. you know, there, there is, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there are la large landscape contractors that will mm -hmm. do it. There, there are, you know, large cleaning companies that will, uh, will try to do it as well. But the problems with that um, oftentimes is, you know, they try to do it during the same hours that their other services are being performed. And if you uh. can imagine, you know, this service has to be performed after hours where you can clearly see and clean, clean all the material without vehicle interference. So, so in other words, so that's you a don't lot like commercial. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brian. That's a lot like commercial cleaners, right? They have to clean office buildings at night when nobody's there. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, landscapers, you know, sometimes will try to do it after or before they've cut the grass. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that might work out well on the landscaping, but as soon as they venture into a parking lot, it's hit and miss because, you know, uh, oftentimes the vehicles are parked on top of the same, you know, the very material that they're supposed to see enough. Yeah. Um, so your competition is mostly landscapers. There's nobody doing a, another version of clean lots where they say, we'll come at night too and we'll undercut Brian's. Oh, yeah. From yeah I mean, I've been around long enough for over 40 years, you know, I mean, I'm sure. Sure, there's been you know you know copycats etc. What makes our business model and and for any person's business model successful uh, over the years is you have to provide additional value. You have to do more than what you say you're going to do. And the the way we yeah. do that is uh, when our crew are are out there cleaning. If we notice some fresh feed or a stop sign's been retrofitted. Uh, communicate that to our clients uh, the first the next morning to make the jobs easier and um, they appreciate the feedback that they get from us rather than finding out from some tenants that hey you know somebody you know sprayed graffiti on my window when are you going to send somebody out here to clean it up for me ah so you're doing other services now in addition to just cleaning the parking lots well i mean it's we're just communicating with our customers and it, it doesn't mm -hmm. take us or cost us any extra money or, or that much time uh, to do that. Actually, it's, it's pretty simple. And, and, you know, it's great for building and maintaining customers. Um, you know, when you, when you can provide that extra value. So I know you have a book cause I, um, I saw that on, on your website and on Amazon clean lots, America's simplest business. And it's kind of, it's been your goal. I don't know for a couple of years, or you correct me, when did you you decided to start sharing this or teaching it to others? You're not going to franchise per se, but no. when when did that whole when did that whole uh, thinking come about? Well, actually, it, it, uh, the idea came to me about five years after starting the business. I thought, well, you know, this would be a great opportunity for for other people that you know, like me, didn't have a lot of money. Maybe they, they just graduated high school. They're looking for their first business, something simple to get into and provide a service that's recession proof, pandemic proof. I mean, people litter, they always have, they always will. So there's always going to be a, a need for the service to be provided. Um, so, you know, a, a little, you know, a little manual or booklet was the first uh, edition that came out, um, you know, years ago. And then okay. over time, I, I, I kept building to it and adding more content uh, as I gain more experience. And and uh, and uh, so, you know, the latest edition now um, uh, was revised a year or so ago, and um, it's completely up to date. 
Interesting. So uh, in the table of contents, you got you cover operations, you cover personnel and marketing. I love marketing. But before we go there, what what's the personnel situation like? Um, you have to find people, obviously, that will work at night. Uh, it's not I'm guessing it's not full time. Like how many hours a day or, or a, a night do people do this? Well, you know, rather than night, a lot of people think of night as around midnight or you know, 10 o'clock in the uh, in the evening. Um, whereas, you know, it's better, best of our services provided early in the early morning. So for all those early risers out there that are up at five or four, five o'clock, six o'clock, anyhow, you know, that's the best time to get out and service the properties. Um, yeah. you know, we have people that do this for us part-time, uh, and we actually have people that, uh, work for us, uh, full-time, but, uh, we don't employ people, you know, or uh, or hire them. Um, we find um, it's um, it's best that we we contract or subcontract the work out. Um, there are lots of little, you know, cleaning companies out there that you know want to clean, whether it be inside, outside. But maybe they're not best at marketing their services or their business, and so they're just simply looking for cleaning contracts. And nice. it, it's worked out really well for for everybody involved. Okay. Um, so, in, so, so that's interesting about the personnel. Now, what about the marketing? I mean, it seems to me that's probably pretty straightforward and simple. You, do you use postcards? Do you direct mail? Are you just knocking on doors? Well, knocking on parking lots, I guess there's offices, right? How do you get yeah. your clients? Well, you know, back in the day before the internet, um, um, we, we used to take a, a display ad out in the, the telephone, uh, the yellow pages telephone directory. Uh, we haven't had an ad in, in that for years. Um, but so it, it's best to, um, you know, uh, cold call um, or compile your own email list. I mean, you can always rent one, but, you know, you know oftentimes it, it's not worth the papers printed on because it's out of date. You know, property managers are constantly moving around. So, you know, I reckon and I still to this day uh, do a lot of cold calling or warm calling, as I call it, where, um, mm. you know, you, you do a search online for property management companies in your city. And then you uh, contact them with the sole uh, purpose of finding out who the decision maker is. Uh, right. know, who do I who do I talk to concerning litter pick or you know litter control uh, at your business? And and then once you make contact, you briefly introduce yourself and you and you sell the benefits of your service. I can give you cleaner, litter-free properties for less money. I'd like to share how I can do that, and it starts the communication. Um, so, but other, other ways, um, I tell people, um, to start out is, is, um, grab your Google business profile. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. And it acts yeah. like a mini website. Um, get on LinkedIn because that's where property managers and property management companies are. Uh, they're going to be on LinkedIn. And once you have a profile and then also, a, um, a company page, it's a great way to develop leads and build trust. Nice uh, compliment from Jeff Herring. Somebody's in my coaching program. He's got this thing called Content Profit Nation. He teaches people how to put up content that turns into uh, new business. I, I should probably introduce to him, but right now I'm doing a show, so um, I'm going to make I'm going to make sure I get you his contact information be, before you and I go. Um, so, what kind of properties is it all? Uh, I mean, when you drive through the city, there's parking lots. There's what about multi-tiered uh, parking lots? Do you do those as well? Not really. I mean, okay. the parking garages, I mean, in some cases, they are part of a, maybe an office building that we would do. Uh, you know, when I'm talking office buildings, I'm talking like maybe uh, two, three, four story uh, buildings that are maybe largely 
medical related doctors offices maybe engineering oh, okay. law firms and then they may have an underground parking garage maybe one or two three levels so that would be included in in the service um but yeah but yeah any type of commercial property uh with the exception of the large out uh, the large shopping mall so i mean we don't do high you know uh, skyscrapers or the office buildings downtown uh, so most of them are are small to medium size in, in nature. Yeah, I would think those gigantic parking lots at malls, they probably have their own crew with their giant sweeper trucks, vacuum trucks. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they supplement that too with an on-foot service because, you know, there's, you know, the sweeper trucks can only clean where they can maneuver. Um, so right. Oftentimes you need the other equipment like the backpack blowers or handheld blowers to blow that material into the pathway or, or um, you know, the other types of tools. But um, yeah, I mean, a good example of the, of a property would be maybe a, a retail strip plaza where the, you've got five, 10, 15 businesses in it, you know, um, and there's, there's actually way more of those small to medium size, uh, commercial properties than there are, you know, the big town centers or, um, you know, the, or the indoor shopping malls. Interesting. I had a client about four years ago, Chris Phillips, actually, he started, um, I think in Ohio, he started a, a window cleaning business. So a bucket squeegee and you know or you know in a brush or whatever sponge i guess and um he grew that into a huge business and then he um started a coaching business to help others you know grow past their initial thing very similar i would think the initial startup cost is probably pretty low so if somebody did want to get into this business I'm afraid to ask the initial cost of supplies. Is it twenty dollars, oh, <laughs> or is it? You know what? Yeah, I mean, you could you can base your business from your home. Uh, there's no advantage to having an office or anything. Uh, you, you can use whatever vehicle you have presently have, so just as long as it's reliable and get you from job site to job site. And yeah, tools. I mean, literally under hundred bucks. When the parking and when you go in at night, are the parking lots lit up, or do they turn them off to save electricity, or do you bring your own lights, or how's that work? They're all lit up. They have to be uh, as a matter of security. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, if they're, you know, in every city and sometimes, you know, um, you know, uh, some, some business or management company might think it's a good idea to shut the lights off at night. That doesn't last very long because as soon as the lights are shut off, you attract an element you don't want on your yes, property that's after right. hours. Okay. So, so everything is very well lit. You can clearly see and clean and but you know some people if they want to i mean they supplement that with maybe a, a head lantern or a body lantern you know similar or you know you wear it around your uh, your your belt you know mm -hmm. uh, midsection so wherever you're walking and turning that that light is pointing you know into the direction where you want it to go but um you know having said that uh, i've been doing this for over 40 years and and uh, i've never had to wear any extra lighting on myself uh, i can uh, there's plenty of lighting to see you probably haven't been out at night cleaning parking lots in quite a while, I would think. Or are oh, you? Oh no, no, I, I still do it. I scaled back my hours. I don't, you know, work as many hours as I used to, but I enjoy the early morning peace and solitude of getting out there. You wow. know, most of the city is still sleeping, and uh, um, it's it's great exercise, and I'm I'm making money doing it. You know, you know, I probably put about three or four, well, probably closer to three hours in now. Uh, each is there morning, a safety five days a week, factor? I'm sorry. Did, no. Is there a safety factor? No, no, you know, not, it, not at like five, six, seven in the morning. Now, you know okay. what, uh, let me back up. There's always some parts of town, you know, in certain cities that, you know, you don't want to be, uh, you know, so, but that you have the luxury of being in this business or any business to, 
to uh, you know take uh, accept or or turn down work. So um, you know we you know it's the same thing goes for us. I mean we we've we've had some properties where we've serviced and for whatever reason, maybe uh, our workers feel that they're not safe um, or you just simply can't win because there's too many vagrants hanging around. Yeah, uh, leaving a mess, and we just say, look, you know what we're you know, we're not interested in doing this property for you anymore, uh, you know, for these reasons. And they, they, they completely understand that. And, uh, and then maybe they, what they'll, they'll end up doing uh, is having one of their own building operators come by and clean the property during the day. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I mean, you know, in 40 some years, um, you just have to use common sense. If someone uh, has ever approached me or, or still does to this day asking for money, I simply tell them I don't carry a wallet. I don't carry cash. Uh, I've been robbed too many times before. I've, you know, I've never been robbed, but but they go away. But if yeah. you do something foolish, like you're thinking you're going to help some panhandler out, you pull that wallet out. As soon as you look away, they're, they've grabbed it. They're gone. Yeah. What's turnover like? I mean, it's labor. Well, up in, you know, where you live in Canada is labor. This, there's an awful lack of uh, workers to do this kind of work, I believe. Um, and there's a lot of well, turnover with service-based businesses. Well, no, you know what, not with our business. We've okay. had some of the same people for 20, 30 years. You know, I, I mean, you just hire the right people. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of small cleaners out there that are looking for contracts and, um, they want more business from you. I mean, so we're not looking at hiring somebody, um, who, who is thinking that they can take advantage of the situation and think, well, you know what, who, you know, who's going to know if I've been out there to clean up? Um, you know, I, I suppose that can happen, but if you, you know, if you find the right people, you know, they're going to work with you. Um, they're happy doing the work. They're, 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 they're enjoying making this extra money before they go to their, their full-time job or whatever the case is, be, whether they're part-time or full-time. So you've been doing this for like 40 years. So you, you probably got a pretty good handle on who your average worker is. Is it somebody that's just starting out in, you know, teens or twenties can't figure out, or is it like middle age or people that are on the other end that don't mind getting up and putting three hours yeah. in, you know, in the wee hours, you know, you know, everyone is motivated for different reasons to, to, uh, to take on a side hustle and, and, and do some work on the side. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, we've, we've got, uh, you know, people, that are maybe semi-retired, you know, mm-hmm. they're looking at supplementing their income and, uh, you know, they're, they're up in the morning anyhow, and they may as well uh, make some money going for a walk. And, uh, you know, uh, that works out really well for them. Um, you know, uh, you know, we've had some people that were, uh, one fellow in particular was a, a, um, a mailman. And so he, he would get up and do this and he still works for us. I mean, it's, oh my it's been about 15, 20 years. Um, but he's used to walking, you know, going, you know, delivering, (laughs) delivering the mail. So, but I mean, you know, he does this now, he used to do it during, you know, seven days a week for us, but now he just works uh, weekends for us. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, anyone who uh, enjoys going for a walk, uh, you know, getting fresh air in the morning, um, you know, those are the type of people that I I guess are attracted to this type of, uh, side hustle or work. Uh, my final question, you know, there's a term, I don't know who invented it, called entrepreneurs, people who would like to be an entrepreneur, but A, either don't know what to do or how to start. As you said, this is uh, America's most simple business or simplest business. What would you say, it, it, you know, I know, again, you you have a program where you can teach people how to do it, but what do you say to entrepreneurs who like think it's too difficult to create a six-figure or a multi-six-figure business? 
Well, you know, it, there's a process. I mean, you can't skip ahead. You can't skip ahead steps. Um, and the the great thing I think I'll say about my book is I, I lay it all out. And you, this is step number one. And you follow the process. Okay. And don't get intimidated or overwhelmed. There's like steps involved here. I can't do that. You know what? If I can do it, anyone can do it. But there, you just follow the process. And, and I offer free coaching. So, you know, if you're stuck. It, you can just pick up the phone or you can send me an email and, and I'm willing to help you along. Very nice. So Brian, how can uh, people connect with you? Well, the best way is uh, through my website at cleanlots.com. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of information there. There's a free report you can download if you're thinking, considering this opportunity. There's a three-minute video that shows me actually walking a property and servicing it and cleaning. So you can get a feel, understanding of what work is involved and how it's done. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, there's all sorts of articles. Uh, I've been in the media and uh, various podcasts. Uh, check it out. And uh, I'd be happy to help you. That's awesome. Brian, thanks so much. I knew this would be a fun interview. <laughs> um, you know, just bringing the the other side of how business is difficult or could be difficult. And you've really found it's pretty incredible niche. And you've made a hell of a nice living doing it. Thank you so much for coming on Dream Business Radio. Thanks, Jim. It's definitely been my dream business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Brian Winch, the creator of Clean Lots. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com if you're interested in joining about 27 other smart entrepreneurs in my virtual Dream Business Mastermind. Go to DreamBizCoaching.com. And by the way, don't forget, you can get a free copy of my new ebook, How Being an Author is Going to Be Your Entrepreneur Advantage. Again, it details my, my journey from my first book in 2009 through the six books, and then I think about a dozen ebooks that I've written, how you want to do it, why you want to do it. Download a free copy at getyourbookpublishedfast.com. And as far as these books, what I call the, the real books, um, part of my legacy building program now, two years in its making, um, I made them all for free. So you can download the Kindle versions at Amazon, the Nook version at Barnes & Noble, and they're also in the iBook store. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.